Here we are back again. The post All Star Game Barbershop. I am your host, Mark Gray. Joined by to my right, Lamar Johnson. How you doing today, brother? Pretty good. What's going on? And the man behind the mic, A1. What's up with you, buddy? Doing great. Glad to be here. How was everybody's All Star Weekend? What you think of the All Star Game overall, uh, DJ? Um, overall. I thought the weekend was good. I thought the, um, I was really um, looking forward to the three-point contest. Um, really excited about that. Um, I actually thought the dunk contest was going to be, you know, just, you know, something I wasn't really going to care much about. I thought the three-point contest was actually going to be the whole highlight of the weekend, and um, it ended up being a dunk contest. And and I was I was really excited about that because, like I said for a while, I'm like the dunk contest is just terrible. And they turned it into probably the best one I've seen. Um, the game wasn't great. It was decent. It, it wasn't that great. I thought um, I thought Colby would, you know, try to go out there and be more aggressive and do more. It was high scoring. They didn't play a lick of defense. But um, the dunk contest and the three-point contest was, was pretty good. The dunk contest was definitely back. I remember seeing um, Aaron Gordon's high school tape when he was uh, in high school. And he looked like he looked the exact same way he does now. He looked like Blake Griffin does now in high school and i remember saying like yo i can't wait to see this dude in a dunk contest he went to arizona did not too much of anything um and for the most part he's done not too much of anything in orlando since he's been in the league uh, he got hurt last year but um i remember it's like i said seeing the high school tape and i was like yo if nothing else when this dude gets to the uh nba he needs to be in a dunk contest zach levine didn't know anything about him before last year um i mean obviously i knew he was because he doesn't do anything what's odd is that like I watched plenty of Timberwolves games. He doesn't do any of that stuff in the games. Not that there's much of that you really could do that he does in a game or anything of the sort. But um, I saw what he did last year, so I was expecting it to come down to those two. You watch those two, and I don't even know what the hell Will Barton and um, and was it Andre Drummond? I don't I don't even know what they were thinking about even yeah, no entering that contest. No idea, especially Drummond. Yeah, that was a complete waste of everybody's time all the way around. I don't know. It's almost like they were forced to do it as a prank or something. Yeah, uh, that was a waste of everybody's time. And I know there's two other better dunkers in the NBA. So, and if not, then there's like you saw the guy, the Toronto dude, just like at, at the ha- at the timeout did the did a better dunk than all of them at six feet tall. Yeah. Like I mean, there's you can turn on YouTube. There's these dudes out there, and like you know, let them put on a show. Those guys can definitely. No, that's different though. You want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you want to see six your foot and skinny jeans. You want to see your players do it. I mean, that guy. He probably can't even make a left hand layup, so I don't, probably I'm not. Really, and I, you can see that on YouTube. I'm not really interested. In <laughs> right, but I mean, their creativity—that's where these guys turn to to get this stuff. I mean, that's like everything that that, that that these guys did. You can go on YouTube and see somebody else has already done it. You know, nobody's ever done it in an NBA dunk contest, but mm-hmm. these dunk con- these dunks have all been uh been done before by these YouTube dudes. But uh, anyway, like you said, the um three point contest was for the last two or three years has kind of taken it taking the um top billing because of the name and the, and, the, and the reason that is is because the best players in the we're getting when you tune into the three-point contest you feel like you're watching the best three-point shooters you know what i mean and these are all household names you want to see mm-hmm. steph curry clay thompson jj reddick uh you know what kyle corver these are like you know you these are names that you know and people you know when you turn in a dunk contest for the last couple of years it's been the will barnes i mean yeah. zach levine who the hell knows who Zach Levine is? It just so happens he can dunk. 
Yeah. And it just so happens Eric, um, excuse me, Eric, Eric Gordon? Yeah. Aaron Gordon, sorry. Aaron Gordon can dunk, but no, only your deepest basketball fans and fantasy basketball fans have a clue who any of these people are. So it, is, it was good to see them, um, you know, when everybody wants to compare it to the Mike and, you know, Dominique and stuff like that. The difference is, one, obviously the evolution of the dunk and the athlete as a whole. Like, not the stuff that those guys were doing now wouldn't even get 10. I mean, wouldn't even get 10 as a total score, let yeah. alone 110. But the difference was is that that was Mike. Dom, these were the actual best players. That was the equivalent of, like, if we saw LeBron and Kobe going at it in a dunk contest. Mm-hmm. And that is excitement. You know, there's a big difference between watching two Hall of Famers go at it versus two guys who are the seventh and eighth man on their own uh, on their own teams. Then you go to fast forward to Sunday. I mean, I, that, that drama was a waste of everybody's time. So let, let me ask you, would you rather – you would rather see – the top players competed in duck off opposed to saying what we saw last weekend. Do, the they, play- do they get more credit for lesser dunks because they're better players? Like you said, I, I don't really see the difference per per se between Jordan, whatever that guy's name is and Zach Levine. They probably have both have about the same amount of fans outside of NBA circles. And you know, those guys that you catch on YouTube for, I mean, even when they're doing the thing, when Will Barton, Charles Brooks, they never heard of him. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's just Will Barton. That's where Barton's been having a great year for Denver. Charles, Charles just been, yeah, you know, been. I mean, funny, yeah, but you know? but the point that you think ninety nine percent of our people out there have a clue who Will Barton is, or Aaron Gordon, or, or Aaron Gordon. Yeah. God no, not no. Right, I mean, exactly. Will Barton and, averages almost probably high teens, so yeah. maybe exactly. not Aaron they Gordon. Or when, uh, which is when Rubio was hurt, but they're not household yeah. names. They're not no, even they're, they're not even close to household names. Um, the players that we have now, let me put it this way: like four years ago, I would much rather see LeBron, Kobe, Vince, Tracy, mm-hmm. like those guys. Versus, if you said, "Man, you know that," like for example, um, Devin George is a better dunker than Kobe Bryant. Which one of them would you rather see in a dunk contest? Like, give a damn what Devin George does in his free time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would much rather see Kobe, LeBron go at it just because that that means something, and it. Just so happens the way our game is right now. Do I have any interest in seeing Steph Curry and LeBron in a dunk contest? No, I don't have any interest in seeing Kevin Durant in a dunk contest neither. That's because he's seven feet tall. Um, there's really none of those top players per se. And that I don't want to see Melo in a dunk contest. I don't want to see James Harden in a dunk contest. I don't. Right. You know, Blake Griffin. I guess is the only one of those guys that you would say is in the top ten players in the NBA or top fifteen that I have any interest in seeing dunking is Blake Griffin, and we've already seen that. But he's already, you know, he's already done three or four of them. So as far as a lot of people saying this is the best dunk, duck contest ever, how do you feel about that that statement? If you go off of what was done, I'd say hands down. If you go off of, like, the actual dunks, you know what I mean, eliminate the names for it, absolutely. And what I could say to that, though, is I can grab four or five guys off of YouTube that would I, – I still turn on these things, and I see them when every time somebody posts – you know, they come on your news feeds. The, what is it? They have a web Dunkaholics or yeah. whatever the hell. These dudes are six feet tall jumping over buildings and stuff like that. I mean, like you said, I, I'd i imagine that they can't uh, as much as do anything other than that. And they, I mean, they are. It was funny. Somebody said um, they need to have the format with those guys versus the NBA players, at which point, and they said call it uh, pros versus Joes. What you don't realize is that they're the pros. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly, like, like exactly. so that's actually not, it's fair, not fair to, it's to not them fair at all. No. because these NBA players actually practice playing basketball right. while you're in the gym eight hours a day 
dunk, making right. up dunks. So right. that would put every NBA player at a disadvantage. Right. You, you know what I mean? So, I mean, in terms of the degree, what we saw, oh, my God, absolutely the best. Okay. I mean, like, absolutely. Aaron, I feel like Aaron Gordon got robbed. He was – each one, I mean, was just amazing. The, the, the whole – the mascot – which I think people are underestimating how big a damn mascot uniform is. Yeah. And then he's standing on a hoverboard. Yeah. So factor in another four or five inches. And that one with the spinning, like you don't even know. And it didn't look like there was any time. And it looked like he had already determined just that wherever the hell the ball was at, right. he was going to grab it because he didn't, he didn't see any pacing. There wasn't any like counting it out. Like yeah. he was just going to run. Yeah. If the ball was over here, he was going to grab it. If the ball was over here, he was going to grab it. And it's just like, uh, that's, that's amazing. That 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 is amazing, and um, that's what it should be. I, I saw. I don't know if you saw DJ on on Facebook. I think it was in our group. I'm not sure. Somebody posted. There's a video clip out there of all the 50s in um in the dunk contest history. Not that's it. Yeah. So it has all the 50s, all the 50 dunks. A lot of BS 50s out there. Dude, you watch them. Thing? First of all, Mike was milking the free throw joint. Dude, did it like four times, yeah, yo. Yeah. And they just kept giving him 54. Yeah, Dominique throw the ball <laughs> off the backboard, duck it, like, one hand. Catch with two hands, dunk on one hand, that's 50. The funny thing is I saw the mic thing, and I was like, and he did it, and I think it was in, in the forum. So I saw a yellow floor, and I'm like, huh, the post everybody has is in the red floor. So I'm like, well, I was like, maybe, you know, just, I was like, then I saw it again. I'm like, he did this thing three times? He didn't do and, it as much as Dominique did the windmill. Dude, they gave this man 350. How can he keep giving you know, somebody Dominique a 50? Dominique did, did a windmill every dunk contest. He's just throwing down harder. One hand, yeah, windmill off the glass. Dunk, like, yeah. So you watch that, and it was just the evolution of the dunk as a whole. Yeah. Um, uh, Terrence Stamsbury, he he had like three or four fifties, and actually, we're talking about twenty plus years ago. Mm-hmm. His are pretty impressive. You mean yeah. the throw up under the arms and catch it? Uh, just the stature, the three sixty stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. I mean, you he put it in, ones, you put it in context of the time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like versus, like you said, Dominique was just. Your average tenth grader, right now. I mean, yeah. probably not with the same ferocity and yeah. strength, but I mean, like he was literally throwing the ball off the glass, yeah. catching it and dunking it. Like, yeah. Only thing is, his head was was rim level. Yeah, no, but absolutely. Still but, basic. Yeah, dunk. and and like you said, they were doing it consecutively and just getting fifties for yeah. it. And Mike was Mike jumped from the free throw time three different times, got a fifty from it. And mm-hmm. Then one time he just jumps from the side and it's like leans <laughs> fifty. Mm-hmm. It's just like wow. And then you go to this. And then you just watch them go, and then you obviously to me the the turning point was Carter. like Vince joint was yeah. just like, wow, okay, you had Vince fifty, Tracy fifty, and Steve fifty, and it was like, okay, we got a ball game. Right. Jason Richardson had some nice yeah. stuff in there. Iguodala had a nice thing in there, and you just watch it. And then as you get to what you're seeing now, like, I mean, dudes, it, it's it's pretty cool to see the building on it. Like, I remember when Isaiah Ryder went between the legs, and that was like. Whoa. Remember right. when he went between the legs? Mm-hmm. Now, dudes are going between the legs, off the bounce, from the free throw line. While with the opposite hand. With the opposite direction. Going the other way under the legs. drinking a soda <laughs> and blowing out a candle on the, on the <laughs> joint. So you're right. like, wow. You right. know what I mean? Like, I remember if you just did one of those things. Right. That was amazing. Right. So, like, it, it's pretty cool. And, I mean, I guess that just goes to the development of athletes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, to see what Eric Gordon, I mean, you think about these heights. I mean, Eric Gordon's six eight, six nine, and like he, he's as nimble out there as a guard. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. that's crazy. And the, the hate when people are saying like, "Oh, we've already." First of all, when you're doing something from the free throw line, this whole thing like your foot was over the line, like he's catching out. Like what the hell are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like he's writing a paper and you're like, "Oh, he stepped over the line." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
He pulled out the phone, sent a text message, closed the phone, put it back in his pocket. Right. All in midair, and they're like, yeah, but his foot was over the line. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like that, that, that's just crazy with the foot is over the line, foolish. It's like, it, it's amazing. Yeah, no doubt it ain't about like it. he's stretching out to really duck it. He had room to go. If he could have, he's not looking at his feet. He's just trying to take off somewhere back there. Yeah. Yeah, All exactly. them ducks are amazing. Exactly. Yeah, no, nah, it, it, it was, um, the creativity is amazing. Um, you know who always impressed me was, um, Nate Robinson when he did his. Just for being like under six feet tall. First of all, he's way under six feet tall. I mean, th- I feel like Nate Robinson and Spud Webb belong in a different category because the dunks that they do, anybody can do, but except for anybody who's five foot seven and yeah. five foot five. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, oh, you know what I did see, which was amazing, and I don't even remember. JaVel McGee dunked two baskets at the same time. Not yeah. two basketballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two baskets. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I was like, that was oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> like two, not two basketballs, because we've mm. seen that two different baskets side by side. Yeah. Like that lets you know what that dude's wingspan was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like that was pretty. Uh, you got a fifty for that. That was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, dunk contest was it was it was entertaining. It, it lived up because you know it it was when we were kids. It was the biggest thing ever. Right. Then it. I mean, I remember years there was turn it turn this thing off. First of all, who are these people? Yeah. And then second of all, what the hell are they doing? You remember right. the one year where they had the the wheel and you had to spin it and then they picked the dunk that you right. had to do? Right. Like they, they were just they reaching. Were, they were reaching. They were reaching. reaching. Yeah. And then it had Steve Francis did had to do a statue. He can't even palm a basketball. Mm-hmm. And they're asking this dude to do a 360 while holding the ball. And he's like, I can't yeah. even palm a basketball. This is a right. waste of everybody's time. Right. So, you know, the three point contest. But that's the thing is that the three point contest, what makes it so great is that you that we have the best players in there. For years it was Dirk. Asia, that like they weren't just the great shooters. Steve Nash, they were these were the players in the All Star game. But even with that though, there's a lot of guys that's left out of there. That Kyle Culver and Ryan Anderson guys who I feel like are great shooters. But sometimes guys just don't feel like going. You know they they don't they want to go on vacation. They don't want to be a part of it. And that you know what I was watching just to get off topic for a second. I'm not gonna spend too much time. I'm sitting here watching the whole All Star weekend from the commercial, the performances. The dunk contest, everything. It's had a real urban feel to it. Like real urban feel. Yeah, you know what I mean? It does. And and like as a corporation, as you see the NFL and they're trying to brand and the NBA if you're trying to brand as I'm watching it as a consumer, and obviously I'm the target audience, but it just seems like you're blocking out a lot of people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it just seemed real not widening your horizons at all. Right. You know, if I'm a middle aged white guy and I turn this on, I don't see anything for me. Like yeah. nothing from from the fact that Drake and Kevin Hart have taken over the All Star game yeah. to the dancers to the performers to the court side. I mean, let's not even go with the fact that there was no white people in, in the uh, playing in the game for the first time ever. Um, I didn't notice that. You didn't know? Yeah, it's the first no. time ever. There was no uh, white players selected to the All Star game. Hmm. Um, some people, I don't know what you want to do with Pal, but first of all, he wasn't selected, but he was a replacement. But I mean, Pal's clearly from Spain, so yeah. I mean, he's white and skin complexion, but. You know, is it? And that's because there's no Kevin Love. There was no Dirk. And I guess that's pretty much. And Steve Nash have been the ones that have been there for the past, you know, 10 plus, uh, 10 yeah. plus years. But it just, just everything about it seemed real over. Which again, I mean, it's not like I mind it, but if I'm upstairs and I'm building this brand, that's something I might want to look into. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't even pay attention to it. Like, but now that you see it, you see yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, no, right? I definitely see what you're saying. I mean, from, from all the commercials or hip hop commercials, yeah. the performances, yeah. the, Everything. Yeah. The dances, you look at all the, the courtside donkeys. All you see is the MVP, all the players. The MVP of the, the celeb game was white. Who was it? 
I forgot his name. Some long hair white guy. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, like I said, that was on Friday night, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't see any of the, um, the festivities on Friday night. But it, it, if, if you want the NBA to grow, which I don't think it really has in a while, um, if you want it to grow, it's just something marketing wise. How much, how much, how much can it grow? NBA is all over the know. world, though. I don't know. Like, it you is. know, fo- how football is so big here. You don't know football players in Europe and other places like that. Davis Everywhere Stern, in the, the world, you know basketball. Absolutely. The worldwide, yes, yeah. it, it's growing. Yeah. In in the in the United States, I don't think it has. I, I, again, I work, and so I just look at things. I, I see things a little differently in terms of like, I don't gauge it on my friends. I gauge it on what I see at work in terms of a, mm-hmm. just a broad span of people. Right. And I just look at the white people at the bar and just almost look annoyed. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as, you know, like, and and if you see everything in that perspective, it's like taking a step back as i look at them and i look at what's going on like i can see that you know what i mean like i, I don't i don't see anything that is connecting him to what's going on on the screen nothing you know mm-hmm. you know what i mean nothing at all like not even remotely close well the thing the thing with basketball is is so many games so you feel like all right you you go, you get it such you get so many chances to see these guys play night in and night out and with like football you only you only get you know a few days a week you only get to see a team play once a week, so you got to really cherish that. It's almost like the same way we feel about baseball. When we turn on a baseball telecast, we don't see anything that invites us. Nothing at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we don't mm-hmm. see, like, the, you know, this is a sport where if you even sell it, you toss the bat, which is something we would do. Yeah. It hitting you in the head. You know what yeah. I mean? are talking about, yeah. you know, you celebrate anything, and right. it's just, like, not frowned upon. No, you can't look at your home run. You can't do anything. So it's like, and hence the reason baseball has zero black following yeah. whatsoever. Right. You, you know what I mean? And I feel like. But I know, think come playoff time, you know, people mm-hmm. will get more into, yeah, you know, basketball. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Join playoff time. I agree with you there. And in terms of as long as you have the LeBrons, the Kobe's, the KD's that people get behind mm-hmm. love or hate, because each is both is equally important. You have to have the hate actually drives more, drives ratings more than the love. Yeah. Hence the reason the Yankees are the number one draw, you know, because people hate the Yankees. Right. You, you know what I mean? So, um. No, I agree when it come playoff time, but it would be interested. And, and again, I don't, I mean, David Stern did a, mag, a magnificent job of growing basketball globally, because you are absolutely right. The internationally, it's huge. Yeah. Just right here in the own target audience, I think that, I don't know what you could do to, to grow. You know, I don't, I mean, you'd have to talk, sit down with a marketing firm <laughs> and figure out what you, what you can do, because the thing is, there's no denying that, um, you know, when you look at the all star players, what the young players look like. It's young black guys. That's just this is what they are. I um, mean, they've always looked that way. There's only been a few. Even when you know there was a handful of white guys, three, four guys, it still look like young black guys. Yeah, but now there's mm-hmm. not even. I mean, like I said, we as, as we get rid of Nash and Dirk, which have been two of the best players in NBA history. Period. Forget race. Just yeah, two of the but they best were never uh, the top two. Whereas though, you yeah. still wanted to be Kobe. Yeah, you yeah, still yeah, wanted yeah, to be yeah, LeBron yeah. and Allen Iverson and stuff right. like that. Um, now there's none of them though. I mean, like those guys won three MVPs. Yeah. I don't see anybody winning any. Any. I don't see any. I mean, the closest thing they have is Kevin Love, and he, he can't even find his rhythm. No. On a, on the no, no pun intended, but he can't even find a team to uh you know to fit it on right now. Mm-hmm. So um, you no know, whatever. You got um, Porzingis, man. There you go. See, oh. there you go. There you go. Which is more of the international. Yes, <laughs> he came from the international thing. He's not American at all. Um, one a quick quick a handful of football before we get into. And I and I'll start with you, A one. Kirk Cousins. 
What say you, brother? I don't know what's going on, man. Um, I don't know. I thought this would be uh, something that would be wrapped up fairly quickly, done deal. At what price? I mean, like I told you when the season ended, I'm not looking for um, Aaron Rodgers' contract, but... But what do you think he's looking for? It's not what he, you know what I mean? No, I'm sure the Redskins aren't either. Um, Here, keep this in mind while you answer this question and saying to you, DJ, do you realize he has all of the power? You have no backup quarterback, no second string, no third string. Uh, it's not even really anybody out there that you could say you're pursuing. There's no other good free agent quarterback. So really it's like, it's on you. He, I mean, he has all of the leverage. If he says, if he calls your bluff, I, I, outside the franchise, excuse me, franchise tag, I'm not really sure, like, do you, is there, let's say, you know, we can either sign him or we don't. And if you don't, what? Um, Silence. There's no option. What is the other option? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't see any reason he can't get a deal, like, um that, that won't, like, handcuff the team, though. Like, what's his name? Kaepernick got, you know, um an incentive-laden deal. So, okay, now that's fine. You're thinking that as a Redskins fan. Thinking about what I just told you, mm-hmm. if you're a Kirk Cousins agent, are you accepting it? If you're his agent and you know you have no other options. As his, as his agent? No, clearly not as his agent. Right. But, and I mean, and that, there's only two parts of the side. There's him and there's the team. So they said they're not even close. Yeah. Which means they're probably trying to give him market value, what he deserves. Right. And Kirk Cousins is probably saying, well, then why don't you do what your other option is, which is... You don't have another option. Um, I mean, just as a fan, I'm happy with what he did last season, but I don't think, as an owner, I don't think you can let you got to stick to your guns or the GM or whatever. Like, so you saying pay him or no? I'm not. If your only two options are give him what he wants, which is I'm sure if he wants something ridiculous. Yeah. No, don't pay him. No, let him go. And then what? Let the chips fall where they may. Start all over again. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, DJ. Um. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I see where you both are coming from. I'm kind of what A1 on this one, whereas though, he can't get too ridiculous about it. All right, you had a good year. Okay, the Redskins don't have a backup plan, but you can, you can make moves. You can go out here and, and get you another quarterback and not have to, you know, break your bank for a guy that I don't think you really feel like you're going to win a Super Bowl with this guy. I don't think so either. Yeah, so in, in that case, why, why would you feel like you got to pay him money? The same money that the guys that have won Super Bowls and probably or have the, you know, more of a chance to win it, you know, pay them the same as them guys. Okay, let's not let's put it out here this way, just to throw numbers out there. Just numbers for round C. Twenty. Let's just say twenty is the Aaron Rodgers ballpark there. Tom Brady, Brady. This is what these guys make twenty, and what the Redskins are offering this dude is the twelve. And he's like, I'm not taking 13. the 12, 12, 13. I'm not yeah. taking that. I want this 18, 19. And you say, no, we're looking to spend 10 to 12. Who is it that you think, that once he's gone, that you can bring in? You know, there's not that many quarterbacks that are available. And what? who is willing to pay for that 12? Like, I'm not sure that that's better. You know, like, are you better off if you say we we let him walk and we sign uh, the the guy who's placed Nick Foles, or you know what I mean, like one of these just random middle of the road quarterbacks. Like, mm-hmm. are you any better then? Because who's going to pay for the for what you're offering is the Nick Foles, the Sam Bradford, the like you better off on any one of them guys. Yeah, what can he what can he do that they can't? I, 
no argument for me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, mean, like, I'm not. And, I, and also, he got to look at it as okay, he was just in a position where he could have been out the league. So now, 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 you, you okay? Say Redskins don't pay him. He think he's going to get that money somewhere else. I'm with you, bro. I, I see. My thing is, I don't think he has as much power as you say. I don't think his market value, in the rest of the league, is necessarily that high. No, not for the rest of the league. But when we're talking, when negotiating with the Redskins, is that he's well aware that you have no other backup. You have no other option. Yeah. Essentially, you know what I mean. Like you don't even have another quarterback on the roster. Colt McCoy opted out of his contract, and Roger. I mean, I mean Robert. Uh, Roger. Robert. Sorry. I mean, he's just there. And not only that, he's already costing you sixteen million. He has a $16 million option, so if you want to keep him, which I couldn't even imagine starting that saga all over again, Whoa. but if you did, it's going to cost you $16 million. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, there's – yeah, but there's quarterbacks out there, I think, that – I don't know if it, they fit their style necessarily, but, you know, you got Cap cap, cap maybe out there. Again. Um, like you say, Foles and Bradford. You know, a few guys. Johnny, I don't Do Baltimore still got Ryan Mallet? Is, is he still on the contract the, over there? The, you the, can go see, get some guys. Right, those, those, and those are the names that you'll be talking about. Yeah. First year all over again, though, new system. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. would like to think, especially if I'm a Redskins fan, and we talk about on this show all the time, is, you know, consistency. Bringing the yeah. quarterback and the yeah. coaching again. So yeah. if you like what Cousins did, if I'm yeah. a Redskins fan, I would like to see what he looks like in year two. In the same system, yeah, you know what I mean. Not at Aaron Rodgers. No, not at Aaron Rodgers' prices, no. but I mean, it, it becomes to: Do you want to do this or do you want to do this? You know, do you want to have? Do you want to overpay this guy or do you want Nick Foles year one new system? And then what happens? Because if you start with Nick Foles and they look bad again, all of a sudden Gruden's job is on the line again, and then in two years from now we'll have a new coach, new quarterback. Are they in a position to franchise him? Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, which that, pays him twenty million dollars over yeah, one year. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, do you, would you rather do that than pay him, you know, uh, with five, six year deal? So okay, give him another just, year and see what right, happens. So let's let's just say status quo, everything right, just say the same. You give because we all agree that I think we're pretty much all agree he's like a pretty good, slightly above average quarterback. Mm-hmm. So let's say you give him twenty million dollars, and next year he goes out there and does the exact same thing. Are you in any different? So then you start the same thing all over again the next year, right? Mm-hmm. Because now we come back in, in, now, in now January you know. 2017, you're saying, I still want Aaron Rodgers' money. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay. And they're saying, I still think you're a mediocre quarterback. See, but the thing is, but now you have another year where you know, okay, well, he did better this year or he did worse this year. So depending on what he do, if he does better, if he, he does, does even good, same. if he does the exact same, they win another another um division again. Same division asterisk next to it sort of. We I don't think the division going to unfold the same way it did. Right. This year. Right. So if he win it again, then he probably deserves some money. Okay. If he don't, then you know, okay, well, we don't pay him that. If he does, then now you kind of got to at this point. Anyone? Unless another quarterback come up out of nowhere. I mean, that's 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 all you really. Again, I'm. We're all in this. You've had the same quarterback for the past decade. Yeah. I've had four or five in the last five years. You the same thing. Like I'm. I'm. I don't even care what it is right now. I just want to keep the same quarterback and the same coach, and the same offense, and give it a damn shot. You know what I mean? If if if, if you didn't learn anything from Cam, it's like yo, give give somebody a shot. You know, with the offense mm-hmm. and the, and the same coach and the same, just give them a shot. Yeah. Because uh, you know whether again, like I said, I, you never know. Not to say that everybody's going to be great, but we do know that you can't be great with a different coach and a different quarterback every single year. Uh, but he's got to he's got to give a little too though. He's got to know that. I mean. You won nine games in a depleted NFC East, and you lost a home playoff game. So, I mean, it's not like he went on here and won the Super Bowl, you know? Like, he has to give a little, too. 
I think he does. And I, the thing is, I'm being as a business thing, and I mean, DJ, you've been on that. I mean, when it comes when it comes time to get paid, it's time to get paid. Time to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. You got to get what you can. And but DJ would somewhere. never ask for like he would never say, "I want a Michael Jordan contract." He would never do that, you know. Or he's like, "I want to get paid the same as Kobe." Like, and, and yeah. DJ would tell you if he could do his career over, things would have went a lot different. Am I wrong, DJ? No, not at all. <laughs> okay, like it. it He's left but money on the you, table, you, and, he was, you, and, and, like, and, and I'm sure out, if he could give you advice, you tell him don't leave anything on the table. When you go out there and you and you and you play and you play your butt off, you wanna you wanna get paid like you know the, the other guys, you know that's around you. Even maybe maybe because the market goes up sometimes by the year, and there was a lot of guys who got paid more than they should have gotten paid because they just played well at the right time. And and that's another thing is that like whether when we say Aaron Rodgers money, like I hope you realize. Aaron Rodgers ain't the only person making Aaron Rodgers oh, money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Top, like, top like, stats, like, there's dudes out there who are not playing very well. Like, Jake Cutler's making Aaron Rodgers money. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Kaepernick, aside from these incentives, was making Aaron Rodgers money. Yeah. Tannehill is making want. I don't want. Aaron Rodgers money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, they may not be getting Aaron Rodgers Probably play. Probably the boy in um, Baltimore. Um, Blackos yeah. getting Aaron Rodgers money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they might not be doing Aaron Rodgers play, but they're getting Aaron Rodgers money. So if I'm Kirk Cousins, like, uh, the number 12 and 13, I'm sure he's like, come on, bro. Like, But what have you done to ask for more than that, though? It, but to me, it's not about me. What has Tannehill done? I don't know, but he's getting well, that's it. T- that's Miami. That's, that's not, I mean. Well, then it's, maybe it's I should a negotiation, you know? it's, a ne- <laughs> you know it's a negotiation, though. They're going to ask for You're going to try to lowball them. They're going to, you know, go high. You got to meet. How do you think this all unfolds? He he stays. Franchise, though? I don't, um, I think it's franchise. I, I, I don't know. I mean. I, probably franchise, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I don't see how you can do because again, if if I'm the Redskins, I I'm not starting over. Like I gotta, and you know what I mean. I'm not. I'm, I'm giving I mean, him one more year. Franchise him and like he like DJ said, just see what we get this year. You know. Yeah, and then and don't don't be surprised if you just find yourself in the same position. Whether no, be, but I mean, if he has this year and he proves that yeah, he's worth it. Then I mean, we have the the um division lead schedule. We have six playoff teams on our record. If we go twelve and four this year, thirteen and three. Then we know he's worth it. See, but, the thing yeah. is, is, I feel like one more year with Kirk Cousins, I don't think he sets the world on fire, and I don't think he sets, burn, crashes and burns either. You know what I mean? Like, I I think he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback who has good games and, against bad teams, and, you know, and you'll find yourself right back where you are, 7-9 or 9-7, one way or the other. Like, I, I don't think he's going to go out there on a franchise tag and, you know, be an all-pro, and I don't think he's going to go out there and, be the worst quarterback well, to ever play the, the game. That's the thing. If if you want all pro money, you got to go out there and be an all pro. Yeah. I, yeah. I wish if only the world worked like that. <laughs> because <laughs> there's plenty of quarterbacks out there who are not all pros, and they are certainly getting played like it. Let's not yeah. forget this is the league where the highest paid player in the league last year was Jay Cutler. Okay, yeah. so that that's that that's the league that we live in. You know what I mean? And what's his name? Wasn't too far behind him. The, the Lions quarterback. Uh, wasn't too far behind him either. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? It's so about that, timing. You play good at the right time and you'll get paid. And your contract comes up at the right time and you yeah. get paid. Yeah. You know, that that, that also plays a yeah, – uh, that, That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was thinking the perfect scenario would have been if this had happened all like a year earlier. Like if he had got to start a year earlier, then we'd know what we were getting, you know. But like you said, it's all about timing. Um, Ger- Gerard Mayo retires, 29. We, we're, we're seeing this story more and more. Yeah. It's it's one. What is the saying? You know, one is a rare. Da da da. Three is a trend. Like these dudes are retiring, man. I, I, like the memo was out. If you get your money and you can walk and you're healthy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. leave. 
You know what I mean? Like, if you got some, especially if you've already, one of these dudes, like, you know, Ryan Clark, who already had one foot in the door at ESPN, like, go do it, man. Right. Go go do it. No no need to leave here. I, it's starting. Like, the, the word is getting out. Like, there's no need to leave here in a body bag. Like, leave here with your brain intact. There'll be some, but. Oh, obviously. It won't stop. Nah, it won't stop. But it's, 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 um, it's something. There's something there. It's something that we never saw before. Yeah. We've never heard no, of. No, no question, no question. Pro Bowl players walking away right. in the middle of the career. You know what I mean? There was Barry Sanders and Jim Brown, and those two dudes were 30 years apart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were once-in-a-lifetime talents on the field and off the field. You know what I mean? So now it's becoming every year a different guy who was in the Pro Bowl last year mm-hmm. just retiring out the blue. No, that's, that's crazy, though. 29. Um, NFL, I think that was it I wanted to say about the NFL. Basketball. Hold up. You're going to touch on um, our boy? I don't really have anything to say about it. You want something to say about it? I mean, I, I just assumed we were going to talk about it at least. To be honest with you, the only thing I can say about it, and it's actually like one of those things that I hold my head high about is saying is that last week we did a show and we talked about Peyton Manning, we talked about Brett Favre, we talked about um, John Elway and their places in history and quarterback history. And I, and I really am proud of that show that we did and we talked about it. And one of the things that made me the most proud about that show because over the last week, I heard a lot of um, going up to the Super Bowl, a lot of the talk about quarterbacks and Peyton Manning and his last hurrah. And all you heard was how great of a person he was and how much Cam could learn from him. And I'm glad that we were able to hold a debate. At no point in time did anybody say the reason. And both of you guys are Peyton Manning lifers. And none of the arg discussion was about how great of a person he is and how bad somebody else is. Because at the end of the day, we don't know any of these people. I don't know what the hell any of them do in their, in their life. And the reason I started this website and what I've said from the beginning is the only thing that any of these people should be judged on is what they do on the field, period. Mm-hmm. This, this concept that Cam Newton is a bad person but Peyton Manning is a good person. You don't know Peyton Manning or Cam Newton. Right. You don't know neither one of them. So if we're going to discuss who's better, Brett Favre or Peyton Manning, that's all I want to talk about is what they do on the field. I don't really care what Peyton Manning did. I, to – I, me and you have talked about it um, several, and just for the record, I'm, I, I think it's disgusting what he did. I don't know Peyton Manning, though. Right. So, you know what I mean? And I don't really – I think it's sad, and I think it's uh, – I think there's a cover-up, which is um, – and to quote the great Joe Buttons, it's less about the lie. It's more about the cover-up. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't find it really bad that he did something – I mean, no, he did something really bad when he was 19. I don't find that as a new story. Right. The cover-up is what disgusts my, me. Just my whole thing is – the lack of coverage in the yeah, media. That's all of that. Yeah, you know. absolutely. But, I mean, it's not news to me that somebody that everybody thinks is perfect isn't perfect. Yeah. That's, that's not news to me. I don't know. I don't know all about it. I didn't, really, I didn't really get all into it. I didn't read nothing really what supposedly he's done. I don't pretty, really care. It's pretty, it's pretty um, if, and that's fine. I, I'm glad that you say that, you know, you didn't read it and you don't care, which is fine. And, and I'm all for that. If you, if, what, what is disgusting is people talking about something that you didn't read the whole idea of this having an opinion on an article that you didn't read is stupid no more than i would could, could give you a movie critique on a movie i didn't see that, right. that just wouldn't make any sense if i said the x-man movie was dumb did you see it now that i read the cartoons when i was like that doesn't right. make any sense that's yeah. not how it works yeah. you know what I'm saying if um i can tell you slim if you didn't read it and if you did read it you'd be disgusted you'd be like damn that's i had no clue in the world that that's who he was but you know what that means you had no clue in the world who he was who cares? No, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, well, I, I do don't know. I, a lot of stuff happens in college. You know, I don't know. Yeah. His the stuff is what happened after college. What he's doing now to cover all the stuff up and the people okay. that he's 
it takes on one of those Lance Armstrong things where really? not about the what Lance Armstrong was on steroids. Everybody was on steroids. Is how many people he was willing to destroy to, to keep it to fact. keep it secret. Wow. And Peyton okay. Manning was going that route and destroying okay. people and costing okay. people their jobs, trying to blame other people, okay. blackmailing people, okay. that type of stuff. Wow. Which is just like you know, I would have never expected this, but I just challenge everybody to just stop putting these athletes on these pedestals and people that you don't know if you want to discuss and that's what players voice is about if you want to discuss who's better peyton manning or brett Favre, we can discuss it all day but who's a better human being no interest in discussing who's a better human being cam newton or peyton manning i know personally i don't know either one of them and um this idea that people are outraged well my question to you is what did you really think you knew about peyton manning that he sells Buicks and eats Papa John's. What do you know about Peyton Manning? You don't know anything about Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. No more, and you don't know anything about Cam Newton. You don't know anything about Jameis Winston. You don't know anything about any of these people at all. Period. So we shouldn't shouldn't waste our time worrying about it. You know, and this idea at one point in time is that Allen Iverson was the devil, but Tiger Woods was the most classy man in America. Right. You don't know these people. <laughs> Period. So that's all I have to say about it. I, is there something else you want to say? You don't you know, want to you know people that expect their heroes to be perfect. That's why you have parents and 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 teachers and yeah. you know what I mean and coaches. Let's 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 make them your own. Let's make somebody you know. I, mean, I remember an example when I was younger and um and I you know I'm a Giants fan, I'm a Lawrence Taylor fan, and my and my cousins you know they like Dallas and you know these different teams. And they always joked joked around with me about you know Lawrence Taylor being on drugs and that stuff used to really get to me because I'm young. I'm like, <laughs> no, Lawrence Taylor's perfect. Right, there's right, you know right, there's right. no way. You know he's on drugs or doing any of that. He tackles quarterbacks and all that, and you know that stuff used to kind of kind of get to me because you expect well when you're younger. I mean right. when you're when you're grown, like you know the media and people we're, we're, they're grown. You know when you're grown you know better, but when you're younger you expect these guys you know to just be yeah. It's the same with like Dexter Manley here. Like yeah, as a young kid you yeah. hold him up to like a high right. Then you hear stuff and you're just like right. and that's kids and yeah. that's what right. kids are supposed yeah. to think. Right. Like when I got to the NBA and I'm saying these guys who I was fans of and you know and I'm like hold on. No, these guys, you know, <laughs> they, they, they they regular, you know, they do stuff just like anybody else, you know. No, absolutely, and that's and that's that's what people need to realize is that they're just people, you know what I mean, and they they just happen to be really good at a sport. Yeah, and, yeah. And really, the only thing anybody should this this idea that so and so is just such a great person, just because they're you know, and so and the other person is such a bad person, like the, the strong opinions that people have about Cam Newton. And Peyton Manning that came forward going up to the Super Bowl. I mean, I had I had certain people on my news feed. That's all they talked about was how bad of a person Cam Newton was and how great of a person Peyton Manning was. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's what sports debate should be about because you don't know none of them people. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, you know, we don't whoever for we don't know anything about Steph Curry, right? Mm-hmm. He seems like this great, cute kid and does everything. Yeah. We don't know anything about Steph Curry. So what, no what, idea what Steph Curry thing, does in his free time. The thing with that is, is, is how they, you know, they can form these opinions. Is how you carry yourself. Now you don't know him, but if you carry yourself a certain way, people are going to form their opinion mm-hmm. from that. You know, if Peyton carry himself, you know, total class. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you think of him. If Cam to- if carrying himself, you know, you know, like an a hole. Right. Then yeah, that's what they're going to think. Right, but but don't, but that's fine, and you say that. Peyton Manning, there's no doubt about that. Peyton Manning carries himself, no matter what the hell he did in his personal life, carries himself with publicly with yeah. class. Yeah. And that's where the line should be drawn. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you want to make an argument, he carries himself like a class act. I don't have any, so does Tiger. Yeah. There's a lot of people carry the, carry themselves like a class act. And the 
who I have my it's Peyton Manning something somebody I would want my kids to carry themselves like yes but do I say kids you need to grow up to be Peyton Manning? I don't know anything about Peyton Manning or Peyton Manning's morals or yeah. or anything of the sort yeah. you know so I mean that that's all I have to say about the issue and uh, let the chips fall where they may is I mean hey he made his bed he'll have to he'll have to lay in it and um in terms of who Peyton Manning is a man I, I'll leave that up to other people to to discuss anybody wants to discuss. How good he is and where he ranks in football history. I'll, you know, meet me at the table and we can talk about it's it. It's just weird when, when stuff, when stuff like this, even like with the, you know, the Bill Cosby stuff, they just bring stuff out of nowhere. Just years and years later. It's just, it's just crazy. Like, and again, the same situation. Everybody I mean, looking for attention or money or just trying to tear people down. It's right. But then you hear those things and what, no matter what the allegations are and what the situation is with Bill Cosby, you're damn sure ain't the Bill Cosby we knew. Right. <laughs> you know right. I'm like I don't know who's lying, who's not lying, but you know, there's definitely Bill had another life that we knew nothing about. You know what I mean? Even yeah. the things that he's admitted to, yeah. you'd be like, Yeah, that's not the Bill Cosby that we knew. That's not Cliff Huxley. That's not Cliff right. Huxley. Yeah. You, you right. know what I mean? And the thing is people need to learn to separate Cliff Huxley right. from Bill Cosby. Right. Yeah. And, and th- that's what it is. And you need to separate Peyton Manning, the football player, from what you think he does in his personal in his personal life. That's all. I mean, that, that's all that's all I have on uh on that story, basketball-wise, trade deadlines going around um, like crazy. Name one name, DJ. Um, Dwight Howard, man. I I did a top ten centers list about five or six years ago, and I remember saying it was too early to put Dwight Howard there, but he was on his way. Like I wanted to put him ten. Like this dude is, and the fact that there was no centers in basketball, I was like, he's about to be the most dominant. He's going to be Shaq without and Shaq actually was in an era with nobody to go against him either. I was like, he's going to be he's less talented than Shaq, but he has literally no centers to go against. And in the but league... Shaq when, had seven-footers all over the place. Yeah, they just weren't good. Yeah. But um, in the in a league with no centers, he's still not good. Like, And he's now going to be working on, as his trade deadline, even if they don't trade him, next year he'll be on another team. A guy who was supposed to be the, you know, thought to be a a franchise player, yeah. is going to be on his fourth team in, you know, five years. Yeah. What what happened there? What went wrong? It took yeah, it took a bad turn, and a lot of it. It's an understatement. Yes. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with, I mean, you know, just his personality, um, injuries, and the league we're in, where you know you everybody's trying to stack their team. You want to stack him with, because he did fine. He went to the finals with a team that, you know, a lot of good players around him. No other great players. Now you want nah, to put great players man. on the he same was team. Awesome, yeah, he was dominant. But had you, you know, try to put another great player on that team, he wouldn't have been so dominant. So now you want to pair him with these other great players, and you know their their, you know their um intensity, intensity. Yeah, just you know they they they're not the same. So you know their their personalities, you know, conflicting. He's not getting the ball as much. You know, other guys dominating the ball, and now he's just kind of fading away. And and more so than any other superstar, especially of that caliber. I don't ever remember there being a player that so many people, players, publicly didn't like. Yeah, I mean, because you know with Dwight, you know he came in the league preaching. Yeah, you know, like he he was the just than yeah, he's so he was this virgin and he's holy. He's going to preach the word to all the guys, and then he pops up with six kids, <laughs> right? And you know, and back child support, yeah, all kinds yeah, of stuff. <laughs> yeah. When and when it didn't when it didn't work out in L.A., it's like every center goes to L.A. and win a championship. And you got Kobe, like, you know, this guy just ain't, ain't got it. Yeah. And 
and you know that was that was bad for him. And then him going to Houston, where he got you know all the some of the best centers with footwork and moves around him to kind of show him, and he still hasn't gotten better. I think it all went downhill in that that last week in Orlando when he did the I went out then signed the contract, and then the day after he signed the contract was like I went out again. Yeah, like yeah. How, that's never happened in anything. Like how do you sign a contract? Then ask a day later, like I'd like to be traded. Like, right. and then ever since then, it just like never really recovered. Right. You know, he wanted right. to go to New Jersey, and then he didn't get to go to Jersey. So then it was like, these are the teams I want to go to. And then he went to L.A. Then he didn't even resign in L.A. Yeah. Then he went to go to Houston, mm-hmm. and now he's not getting the ball. It's just like, dude, you're whining. People like a Kevin Durant, who says nothing about anybody, yeah. has no problem going on record speaking about you. <laughs> like that, that. That's I think anybody's right. ever heard Kevin Durant say anything right. about anybody other than him. Right. You know what I mean? That's that speaks a lot. And with all that being said, it's like his bad year is still seventeen and eleven. Crazy how that's, that's crazy. Right? Like right now, right, the hottest center you could possibly get, you gotta max out Whiteside, right? You know, yeah. I can't afford to keep him Whiteside. The way Howard, he's done, terrible, stinks, can't do anything. <laughs> his numbers are still better than Whiteside. Right, he still averages more points, more rebounds. Right. The only thing he does average more than his blocks. Right, you right. know what I mean? And that's because and, and the thing is, is you know, because usually with centers these days, they they're looked at as you know defensive guys. You know, block shots, rebound, finish when you get the ball. And Dwight was a guy who you supposed to be able to throw the ball to, get double teamed, and you know dominate. And he just that ain't it. He, that ain't it. That ain't him. You know, you Whiteside not out there, and he can hit his free throws. Yeah. Whiteside not out there crying like you know, give me the ball in the post yeah, every nah, time. Yeah, he's not starting trouble with the team. Starting trouble with the other teams, but he's yeah. not starting trouble yeah. with his team. I I never in a million years that I see the Dwight Dwight Howard. It it just took a sharp left turn. But I'm pretty I mean? sure they're probably ninety nine percent of the teams who still love to have Dwight Howard. Yeah, but but the thing is, Slim, he's on his pace to have played for all ninety eight percent of those teams. <laughs> like pretty soon <laughs> you're gonna look up and he's played for all of them. You know what I mean? Like that's you know he already played Randy way out of Orlando, um, L A. and Houston. And now, don't get me wrong. There's still no shortage of teams lining up to get him. But is, it, is anybody going to be surprised when the next team do, it doesn't work out at the next stop either? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be surprised when it doesn't work out the next place. It doesn't go either. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So it's uh, you know, I don't know. I, I did, I did, I definitely didn't see that one um coming. Um, Tobias Harris gets traded. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on? I've always thought of him. I mean, isn't he's a numbers guy? I, I like his numbers him. matches his play. But he's a numbers guy. Yeah, I mean that it's it's a little bit of that, and he can play, and it's a little bit you know him being a numbers guy. But he can he can play. Um, on on Detroit, I don't know, I don't know quite how that's going to work. I feel like him and him and Marcus Morris kind of, you know, they they're kind of similar except they they force him to play the four when he's really a three. I think both of them are like three fours. Stretch, um, yes, a, yeah, a, yeah, a stretch four or a slow three. Yeah. Whichever you want to call it, yeah. But he 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 can pretty much do everything. He can you know shoot, run the floor, athletic pass. Um, I didn't think the trade was that big of a deal for me. I think it it, it maybe make Detroit a little better. I thought it is over. Can stretch and mm-hmm. knock down shots himself too. But he's the guy who pops up every once in a blue moon. It's nothing for him to have to be the Eastern Conference Player of the Week with averages of twenty eight, thirteen. Mm-hmm. And five, right. and then you go scoop him up off the waiver wire, and he does absolutely nothing else for right. the rest. Of, like I mean, right. he does that all the time. He pops his head up with these ridiculous weeks and stat lines, and then just falls off the face of the earth. 
Yeah, none he, of these trades. And he cashed in pretty nicely off of one of those good weeks. Yeah. And, you know, he's out there picking up a very nice paycheck. Yeah. And, I mean, he's young and he can play. Yeah, he's 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 up and down, man. This, the NBA just seems to be riddled with these dudes that put up numbers on teams that are out of contention, cashing off those nuts, off those numbers, and then they just fill up the league with just yeah. and they but just I, get traded around for each I, other. I don't I don't really put him much in that category because I mean there are a lot of guys that are out there like that, but s- some of that stuff has to do with just I mean your your team period, your coach period. You know, there's coaches who just don't don't like. You. When you could be doing, you could be doing more. Some guys could be doing less because they have no, no, no business playing because there's somebody on the bench better than them, and and vice versa. So they'll put up numbers on a bad team, and and really not be that good. But there's guys that are really good who don't get a chance to put up these numbers because they just don't get the opportunity. I want to talk about backtrack about and pick back up what we was talking about the All Star game and the three point contest and Clay Thompson winning. There's something there, like. Two years ago or a year ago, everybody was saying it's too early to call them the best shooting backcourt of all time. I think that sign sealed and delivered. Like, that's stamped. Shooting-wise, yeah. Not, and it's not even close no. at this point in time. No. And you ask yourself, when you watch that, and you notice, and you hear what Pop said? No. Pop said that he, no, no team in all of his time of basketball has given him more. He said he's dreams about Golden State. And he has <laughs> no idea how to stop them. All right. Um, now, of course, some gamesmanship and pop being yeah. paying respect, but mm. there was also some truth in that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he didn't just pull that out. Of, he didn't say that about Cleveland or mm-hmm. the, or the Miami before. Yeah, because he he got it them easy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So I mean, it's not the first team that he's not beaten, and that's not what he said before. Right. Um, and there's something there in the changing of the guard. And as you watched it, and today, that's what that Channing Frey Channing Frey tried. Fry. Fry trade. She's trying to get that fry trade, uh, chanting all those words together. That's what that was about. Like the league is going to uh, Ryan Anderson. People are pursuing him. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to this. Put as many shooters on the floor as you possibly can, and try and match them. Think. So I came up with a trade to end the. Um, I figured out how you're going to beat Golden State, and I'm going to sell it to somebody. And I'm chanting fry. No, it's not Shiny Fry. Actually, <laughs> I didn't even think about him. He's an extra piece. I'm going to bring him off the bench. Because <laughs> if you had to even think about Shiny Fry. But what you got to do is with your Golden State, you package up Blake Griffin. Boom. Ship him over to Clippers, Atlanta. Clippers. What I say? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Golden State's the object. Take up Blake Griffin. He's unhappy. He's punching people. Yeah, out of here. Mm-hmm. And who are we trading him for? We're trading him for Kyle Corver. All right, we're going to get Kyle Corver and Shiny Fry. We forgot about him, too. It's a three-team trade. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just put Chris Paul, J.J. Reddick, Kyle Culver, get Ryan Anderson too. It's fourteen three, and we just you just flood the three point line, and you just have a three point contest because that's the only possible way that you're going to be Golden State. Golden State if, plays if, defense too. It's not just they shoot threes; they play defense. Yeah. They move well without the ball. They got guys who make good decisions with the ball. Is and, they, and Steph Curry? My bad. That's Chris Paul is not Steph that's Curry. Hating. <laughs> That's what you would call Steph Curry him. dribbles well, down okay, and shoots thirty footers. Like <laughs> DeAndre Jordan and Chris Paul, who are both first team All NBA defense, so their job is to guard everybody. DeAndre Jordan, in my scenario, gets about twenty to thirty rebounds. Steph a game. Curry shoots thirty footers off the dribble. Okay, well, we're <laughs> gonna, nobody else can do that. We're gonna let JJ and, and Kyle Korver loose. They've been held back. You know what I mean? Like JJ Redick and Kyle Korver are now 
the number one and two scoring option on my team. Green lights. We're gonna. So you're thinking NBA JJ. I'm thinking Duke JJ. Like we're running the <laughs> offense through him. High low screens. He's getting 20 to 25 shots a game. Hey man, I told you I'm OKC. I'm doing something. I'm getting love, or I'm getting I'm getting Blake. And and they always say they're not parting ways with Blake, but I'm getting one of them guys. Ibaka, you can you can go. I'm getting love. Well, I'm Ibaka getting been working on his threes. That's all he does. Abaka's on that's, my scenario, bro. That's like, all he does. Boy, he's okay. on board. Yeah, like, he's on board with my. He's trying to be like love. Bro. Like love. He all he doing is shooting a lot of threes too. But yep. love's gonna rebound more, and love can pass. Ibaka's just shooting. Yeah, that's all. He's that's that's all, and he blocks shots. But Stephen A, who I'd never try and quote, um, said <laughs> basically the exact same thing that I said coming out of the All Star game is that he's not so sure that. He said identical what I what we I said and you agreed with about the about um OKC and that like we don't know how bad they how, like we feel like those other guys can do more yeah. and and you know Abaka and Cantor and I'm nobody's saying that they're world beaters all NBA players mm-hmm. but they can do more than what they're being allowed to do. I, yeah, I feel like for the minutes Cantor played, Cantor definitely does good for his minutes. He just don't play a lot. He doesn't play a lot. He's he's getting like 19 minutes a game. That's crazy. And he's averaging like 13 points. Yeah. I mean, like, come on. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, this dude get 30 minutes a game. He could be a a third score. Right. A legit 20-point score. Right. You know, and and, and it's just not. And I, I, as, as what I learned from this Golden, from this weekend is I don't think it's Golden State. I don't even think it's close. Like, it's, it's, what Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, they're laughing at you. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like I felt like something big should have and had to happen by today. Otherwise, it's you're nothing. basically just giving them another yeah, another title because nobody can beat them. The best player in the league is Steph Curry by a mile, and the closest thing we have to Steph Curry is Klay Thompson. They're mm. on the same team, dude. Like this is almost like it goes back to what um you know when they had the twin towers sort of stuff, and it's like yeah, Duncan and Robinson, or when it was uh Ralph Sampson and um. And it came like, like you know, to have the two best of anything at the same time. Yeah. Not this isn't even like Shaq Kobe where it's like best big man, best guard. Like right. these are two best shooters in the NBA and two of the top five shooters of all time yeah. in the NBA. And then the rest of the guys are just knocking down wide open shots. Yeah. You, you know, I'm like I don't see it. I don't think it's close. No. I, 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 it, everybody else is out there playing for second and third. I, I, I felt really good about San Antonio. And then you see this, and it's just like, I mean, okay, well, Kawhi Leonard's a, a good story, and it's a good player. And, I mean, San Antonio's got good pieces and a good coach, but not even the same caliber, man. You know what I mean? Like, not even the same caliber. No. I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what there is to do about it, and I don't also remember. Also, people out of retirement. That's, but that's it. Ray, Ray like, Allen, yeah, the, I mean, Steve Nash, how you feeling? They're, they're, they're changing the game the way the game is played. Mm-hmm. The same way Shaq did. Shaq changed the way yeah. the game was changed. You remember, you were a Sacramento fan. They grabbed every seven-footer known mm-hmm. to man. Scott in Sacramento, Pollard, Brad Miller. Yeah. I mean, every uh, Thunderbird. They grabbed every big man they can known to man. And that's the reason that the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference at one point had no big men because every Western Conference team, if you were 6'10 and bigger and you could foul somebody six times, they were grabbing you. And the NBA has changed to the point where there's a reason that you see these names that are being involved. Everybody's trying to load up on shooters. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, they, what, that's what it is. They're trying you, to, you guys still got to be able to guard these guys. They not gonna, that's not going to help do it. No, nah, but, I mean, that's the plan. You know that's what they're doing is trying yeah. to load mm-hmm. up on shooters. They're trying. It's coming down to the point because 
just when you look at it from a you know like baseball does the um what they call the the, the numbers things the analytics mm-hmm. when you do the analytics on basketball if somebody shoots 50 percent from a three-pointer that's the equivalent of 66 percent from the floor yeah. nobody shoots 60 66 percent from the floor and these guys can shoot 50 percent from three yeah. so when you do the math on it it like if you get a guy like lebron they've essentially removed lebron from the game you know if you say man lebron's doing amazing and he shoots 50 percent from two doesn't really matter if they're shooting 50 percent from three it just you know what I mean. It's like they've they've eliminated everything else, mm-hmm. and and the only way that you can match them is if you can match them at that bucket, three point bucket, line. Yeah, you know I mean, if, think about if 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 I said Slim, me and you are gonna do this game, but you can make twenty more baskets than me, but mine count for three, yours count for two. You know, you got to come up with a different game plan. I I feel like I feel like Golden I'm not Golden State. I feel like OKC guarded them well. Like we talked about this, like Clay and Steph didn't go off from three. They lost for most spates and um, but why Sean was most Levinson. Wide open? Why was oh no, nah, all them guys. That's how Draymond Green right. gets <laughs> gets what he gets done because he's the most wide open player in the league. <laughs> right. He sets a screen for Steph and just basically plays a, a fast break by in a half court. Like it's it's three on it's three on two every time. Eagle Dollar has an NBA Finals MVP hanging in his on his mantle yeah. because nobody guarded him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, how do you, how do you change that? Like, they could win the championship this year, and, and most speeds could be the NBA, the NBA Finals MVP. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, there's nobody. These the guys are just standing out there being unguarded. Yeah, they're changing the game, bro. Like, they just are. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, OKC. I, 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 I have to see it again when they, when they go to um Golden State, but I, I, I Golden State looks like, and barring an injury. I don't. I don't see how. How do you think this Bulls team would go? Would do against that Golden State team? That, that, Bulls that, always played them pretty well. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You mean? Mike's oh, you team. mean Mike's team? Man. I mean, it's always hard to do. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even want to talk. It's hard to even compare that. Like, it's different, man. It's is is Mike is Mike gonna guard stuff? Or are you are you oh, leaving Paxson or Kerr on him? I mean, like, Mike even said it. Like, <laughs> no, Magic said it. Magic said, and if we play. Golden State in their era and these rules that they have, nobody can beat. Like he's like we played in a different era where you, know, yeah. you just knock somebody's head off. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's like Steph Curry wouldn't just be coming down the lane dancing and boohooing and doing whatever he feels yeah. like. He's like that wouldn't happen. But he's like by their rules and what they're doing, really. I mean, if you can't hand check, you can't punch him, yeah. and there's really no defense for picking a guy up who shoots like you said thirty feet. And yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that team definitely couldn't do it. Tim Holloway was getting like forty and twenty on there. Like, <laughs> right, right. Think Steph could have do yeah, right? <laughs> and that wasn't that was Tim at the end of his career. Like, right, right. Gary Payton used to give Mike the fits. Those smaller yeah. guards used to give Mike fits. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I, no, you're right. I don't. I don't know what. I don't. I, they're changing the game. But I don't know. If, I don't know if they beat that that Bulls team just because. I mean, they. I mean, they can't score on the post at all. But that Bulls. That Bulls team is exactly, pretty I mean, special. It's like it's it's with Mike and Scotty, and um and Dennis. I mean, the well Draymond don't really score like that anyway. He just but they they're they're well, two like they're Dennis two defensively. Each other out is two players. I mean, I think Dennis Rodman's a better Tony, player. But Tony Kukoc's coming in off the bench. There's a wild card. Yeah, yeah, six eleven ahead of his time. Yeah, six yeah. eleven do it all. I mean, I don't I don't think they beat that Bulls team. No, it'd be interesting. 
interesting. I mean, we, we, obviously you'll never know, yeah. but um, it would be interesting. I'm with you though, A one. Somebody, if if I'm Cleveland, which I I'm, I can guarantee you, if you pull up LeBron's call logs, <laughs> Ray's name is in there. Like, who's this Ray guy? <laughs> Keep call this guy a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I promise you, you, you check LeBron's call log, you see a lot of 305 in there, right. man. Like, he's calling Ray. Like, Ray, come on, man. Like Reggie, Peja, Tim Legler. See, Reggie at the All-Star game. Reggie, you looking good, man. <laughs> what you doing these you days? You looking slim, man. You probably still got You got it. You got, how, how many you can make right now? <laughs> how many you can do right now? He's <laughs> like, you know, uh, you want to play? Please. I'm begging you. <laughs> like, was this playing? Like, yes, it is. Ray told me you'd been calling him. I did. You won't, you won't, turn, my, you won't turn my phone calls. Nah, it's, somebody's got to. And I mean, they're out there with those streaky shooters. Like, I mean, Jr. ain't gonna cut it. Kevin ain't gonna cut it. I mean, those guys are shooters, but they ain't the caliber of that. And think it, Jr. the only dude who really played good against them. Then they got thrown out the game, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Cleveland stands a chance, bro. I I, I don't think Cleveland stands. A ch- it's just not a good matchup. I don't think anybody, even San Antonio, I don't think they stand a chance. No, so the best. I think the best chance is OKC. It's just not. It's just not a good. Um. It's not a good matchup. Over the weekend, right? One name, and and it's kind of weird. And let me know. I want to I want to hear your thoughts on this. Actually, both of you. Um, Steve Nash, the, you know, the All Star game was in Toronto, in Canada, I should say, which was in Toronto, and that's where he was from, and he got a lot of pub. And uh, just reading on boards and stuff like that, the amount of what I'm feeling is disrespect for Steve Nash's career. It's like the way people talk about him. It's it's like I don't I don't get it. And then I went back and looked at Steve Nash's numbers, and it's like, you people realize what Steve Nash did. And this I get this idea that he stole one um, MVP from Kobe, and I believe that he stole one from Kobe too. So let's flip flop that. So he gets he wins one MVP and he finished second the other year. That's still a hell of a career. And like the numbers well, he, that he won two, huh? He won two. He what? almost won three. What MVPs? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying let's flip-flop that he yeah. stole one from Kobe. Okay, okay. So okay. he finished second that year. He right, still right. won one right. and still finished second in MVP. He could have won other one. Yeah, yeah, I, think, could, I think Dirk might have got it. Yeah, he could have won three in a row. When you go and you look and people uh, – me and you were talking yesterday and I was telling you that they redid the um 50 uh thing and updated the 50 greatest players. Steve Nash's name wasn't on there. That's crazy. Um, and the list people – always talk about you know even steve nash has two mvps and it's like this running joke as if like steve like steve nash stole the mvps out like he was some sort of bum or something shaq said he stole one from him too steve nash is i I don't i I really am baffled he really was steph curry before steph curry and the difference the people who he had on his team like imagine steph curry without clay thompson like the people that he made great shooters like sean marion and Mm -hmm. you know Quentin Richardson, like, mm-hmm. those guys aren't Clay Thompson shooters. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson's good. She's not a Clay Thompson shooter. It was everybody. Uh, guy go there for a year, make a lot of threes, go somewhere else, get some money, grab fill Tim somebody Thomas, else in. Grab Tim Thomas off the street. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Ended up getting another $100 million contract. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just six tankers stand there and knock mm-hmm. down wide open shots. Steve was playing, playing with anybody. Just give me anybody I can just spread the floor. I'll give him the ball. Just knock down shots. The, the the level of a shooter he is, like, I don't think people, and he wasn't the, he, the same shot. He just didn't shoot as many yeah. as Steph Curry. Yeah. But he didn't, he wasn't, like, out there with the Steve uh, Steve Kerr, you know, feet set. He was pulling up and shooting uh, off the dribble. He mm-hmm. just didn't do it when it, 
right. it wasn't his first choice. Right. Right. But when like you go and you look at Steve Nash's shooting numbers, the most three pointers he ever shot in his career for a year was was four point seven. That's the most he ever shot. Was four four point seven a game. Right. Steph right now is shooting ten a game. Yeah. Okay. That year that he shot four point seven a game, shot forty seven percent. Right. Year before that, shot forty five. 44, 45, 47, 40, like. Right. No, there, there was a while I felt like, yo, I feel like that he never misses. I'm like, every time Steve <laughs> shoot, he didn't, he don't shoot a whole lot, but I feel like he just never missed. No, and you're right. He absolutely, yeah. he absolutely didn't shoot a whole lot. And this is a guy who was a fa- a pass first point guard and mm-hmm. still scored 20 points a game. And do not get it twisted. We remember the games where Amari fell out or so-and-so fell out. Steve dropped 30 like it's nothing. Yeah. Like if that's what the game called for, yeah, he'll drop 30. Mm-hmm. And this just lack of respect that he gets is is mind boggling to me. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of disrespect. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't talk about him enough. He's definitely one of my favorite point guards of all time. He's not even. He's not even. Um, he's not even ranked in the top. They didn't have, like I said when they redid the top fifty players. Didn't find his way into the top fifty players. And I, I, I gotta say that list. That, that's just really hard for me to believe that there's fifty players in NBA history who are yeah. better than um than Steve Nash. I gotta see that list because there's a lot of players. I just got, but you know they 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 always give a lot of credit to the the, older er, the earlier older guys that that we all know. You know, just just a different time that you know you know like I say the worst the worst player in the league right now with <laughs> right. average fifty in that time. I think another thing is like just like how you're always accusing me of being stuck in the moment. Um, I think we're probably a. a five or six years away from when Steve Nash was great as far as being impactful when the team, like those Phoenix Suns teams that win like mid 50, 60 games. That was like five years ago. You know what I mean? And if it didn't happen within the last two years, nobody remembers basically, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now that's how it is. And that's how it be with guys who kind of hang around. Like, you know, these, I mean, know. he was still playing well, but right. Right. But like guys, like say like Kevin Garnett, Mm-hmm. These young yeah. guys, they have no idea exactly. how good Kevin Garnett was. Yeah, and, like, you know, how dominant Shaq was. Even Kobe right now. Like, unless you're a little older, you actually seen, like, what Kobe was doing. Because the disrespect for him, he's 12. Like, yeah. do you really remember, like, what Kobe was doing? Kobe, if Mike is one, how is Kobe 12? <laughs> if, if everybody like, says Mike is one and the yeah. closest thing we have to Mike right. is Kobe. Right. right. That makes no sense. Is 12? So yeah. 11 spots below him? Right. Like what is who was two Magic? Mm, I, I know LeBron was five, which I don't understand right. for the life of me. Uh, no, I think I think it was Kareem actually was two. Okay, I think it was like Kareem two, and because um, I'm yeah, it was Might it's it's Mag- interesting. Magic's in the top uh, five. Bird wasn't even in the top five. Right, but you know the LeBron at five thing because Magic, Bron and Magic are more more so, you know, comparative where Bron is like Magic. 4.0. He just, you know, he passes the yeah, end of the minus ball. Minus the like five magic. rings. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, you, you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree with you. He's a physical specimen. Yeah, but if Mike is one, I feel like Kobe has to be two. Uh, no argument for me. Yeah. No, no, definitely no argument for me. And I, and I agree. Um, A one that is definitely. And, and, and the prime one, like you said, is Kevin Garnett. Like, these kids have no idea who the hell Kevin Garnett was. Man. For a while, for, for a while, I thought, I'm like, Kevin Garnett's the best powerful whatever. Even, you know, when Tim Duncan was winning rings and, you know, while I was playing, I'm playing against both of these guys. Even when I was on the Spurs, I'm just like, yo, Kevin Garnett's still the best pop forward ever to me. And then, you know, he kind of stuck around a little longer and, you know, he's still effective, but just not the Kevin Garnett that, you know, he used to be. And guys start winning more and Tim Duncan winning more rings and stuff like that. But 
young prime Kevin Garnett is unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And prime uh prime Tim Duncan is not even these young kids today don't even know who Tim Duncan was. Yeah, but he's still killing, so it's they're not looking down on him. Yeah, I I just I, it's there was a conversation in there on our trap where people were talking about Steve Nash as if like he's just known more for stealing an MVP from Kobe than he is for actually like you know, being an MVP caliber of, player, yeah, yeah, winning sixty plus games every year with whoever you want to throw on his team, right? Literally, whoever you want to throw on his team, and getting everybody like Amari Stoudemire still eating off of Steve yeah, Nash. Joe Johnson is better. still yeah. eating off of yeah. Steve Nash. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Marion was yeah. eating yeah. on Steve Nash Marion. until he got about the league. You know yeah. what I mean? Like these are guys who Quentin Richardson went to his grave eating off of Steve Nash. You, you know what I mean? Like if you could just run and make, I mean, just think about that. Imagine if Steve Nash had played with Clay Thompson instead of. You know, like I said, Joe Johnson and Quentin Richardson. I mean, he had Sean Merriman making uh, Sean Marion making the making a uh, All Star game every year. He didn't make any without him. He didn't even need them guys because one year, one year, Quentin led the league in three point yep. yeah. absolutely did, absolutely did. And I think Joe Johnson was right up there with him too. Yeah. And then Rajah Bell. Rajah Bell was Bell. over the, over there. Uh, you know, leading the NBA in three pointers made. You can't Joe, even shoot. Joe, Joe could actually create his own shot. You know, Joe so could Joe, play. Joe, Joe got a chance to get out of there and make his own identity. No, he did. And good. Joe actually had his best time in Phoenix when Nash went down. Yeah. And he played backup uh, point guard and proved that he could uh, play. But, I mean, he was the engine behind a team that won 50 games in and out, like you said, no matter who you put on that team. Right. I think it was more – I think they won 60 like three times. Yeah, no, nah, they yeah. they were winning. No yeah. doubt about it. And, and that's – And that Tony still getting jobs from that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Talk, <laughs> talk about, <laughs> about people eating off yeah. Steve Nash. Right. Right. <laughs> definitely Dan Tony takes the cake. <laughs> No doubt about that. You could not. I forgot about him. If he he leads the uh, <laughs> the, the the buffet a list of people eating off of Steve Nash, he's number one. Definitely still getting still getting good jobs based right. off of Steve Nash. You are not lying about that. Um, getting ready for the second half of the season. Uh, pretty much a Golden State. Anything you want to say, DJ? Before we got on, anything you want to touch on? Um, no. Nah, I mean, nothing really big happened. You know, with trades. Um. I still feel like nobody can beat Golden State. I thought somebody's gonna make a big move that'll, you know, kind of change things up a little bit. That didn't. That didn't happen. So, I mean, it, it's almost like it, it's firepower. So the really, the only five, like the the biggest name obviously was Blake Griffin. And you ask yourself, you the Golden State? Not excuse me. The Clippers aren't going to trade him because you're not going to get equal value. And the Clippers aren't so far out of it that like they're blowing up the team. Yeah. I'm sure in Clipperland they still feel like they got a shot, mm-hmm. so you're not going to trade your second best player to get back pennies on the dollar. Clippers got better though with Jeff Green. Yeah, that was that was that was an upgrade. And, they, and the Clippers do play; they play um go to state pretty well. They do, mm-hmm. they absolutely do. And they didn't have, I think Paul Pierce that played last year for the Wizards would have made a hell of an impact on. They certainly could have used them last year on the Clippers. Yeah, you know, I mean, so Paul Pierce again wasn't brought in for what he's going to do in the regular season, so. You know, we'll, we'll see who he's brought in for what he can do in these playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, the Clippers still – they're still in the discussion. So, there's definitely no need for them to, for them to be blowing that team up, especially if, you like you said, you're able to add a Jeff Green. I like that. Yeah. You know, so um, – but that being said, I, I really look – it's starting to look like Golden State versus uh, – and, and then separation between everybody else. And I'm interested I, – I look forward to seeing this quest for uh, 72. It's back on the table. I remember we took it off the table – uh, it's back on the table, and I think it's, I think it's going down. Yeah, I don't see how it wouldn't. They still got four losses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, four losses. I mean, they they got a rough stretch coming up. We'll see how how this goes. They do, and we said that, and they 
They beat them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah them last all time, right? And they beat them yeah. all by a lot. Yeah, like, it was embarrassing. Yeah, and and it's like they beat them at their crib, our crib. Like, yeah, they, they look good, <laughs> man. They 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 look really good. I think now it's more so about these random teams. You know, if if they're gonna lose, if they're gonna lose twelve, ga- if they're gonna lose ten games, it's gonna come. Seven of them are gonna come from just random teams that you didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of are they down? Are you know are they gonna stay focused? All right, anyone, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here? Maybe just briefly, um, we were talking earlier about um, RG3 maybe going to the Broncos. Um, (laughs) (coughs) I mean, what do you guys think about that? That'll be interesting. I'm rooting for him and Cap. I really am. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward. There's just not a good – let's put it this way. There's not not a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL. There just isn't. And I want to see the the guys who have the talent. I want to see the most of their talent. I want to see the most of RG3. I want to see the most of Kaepernick. I don't know what it is. I'm not here to tell you that. He's going to be an all-pro quarterback, either one of them. But I think they both have the tools to be all-pro quarterbacks. And I hope that somebody reaches them mentally and gets them there. I mean, if the Broncos could win the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning in the condition he was in. It, the thing is, it never works like that, though, because the, the saying for that was, remember, if the Ravens could win the Super Bowl with, with um, Trent Dilfer, mm-hmm. imagine when we get Elvis Gerback. He made the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Trent Dilfer was out there just managing the games. Yeah. Elvis Gerback was passing for 4,000 yards and was an all-pro. Only thing Elvis Gerback played another game after he left the Ravens. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like that would be that would be good for um for RG three and Denver because I think you know that offense isn't that you know complex where you know it it'll be pretty simple for him and he'll be able to use his athleticism you know in the in the all the bootleg plays you know that they run and I know these guys around here be pissed off RG three go to Denver and um <laughs> win him a Super Bowl. But, I would love it. But I'm rooting for him. I love it. Why you guys are still trying to figure out what the new Kurt. I like RG3. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, I, I really liked him at first. Then I went, after he after he had that good rookie year, he got a little cocky. I fell off of him because I'm like, little. yo, he, he, I'm like, yo, all right. Yeah. He got too cocky. And then he got humbled. And that's why I, I predicted this year it would be a good year for him because I felt like he got humbled. And then he, he came on preseason to say he's the best quarterback in the league. I'm like, oh, he's done. <laughs> He's done it. He plays since. Yeah, he played a game since, man. <laughs> Ain't thrown one pass since. Barely even dressed. Barely even put on shoulder pads. He's a safety. He's a safety. Yep. Scout team safety, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's show. Make sure you check us out next week. Um, you know where to find us. The TuneIn app, iTunes, and on PlayersVoice.com. Any questions, you can hit us up on Facebook, PlayersVoice.com. All right, everybody, have a good week. We'll see you next week.